When you have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. On the air, online, from New York City, border to border, and coast to coast, you're connected with Tom Sullivan. Here we are. Uh, Yep, I'm here. You're here. That's all we need. Welcome to the big radio show. Happy Wednesday to you. The 11th day of May, year of our Lord, 2022. My name is Tom Sullivan. So, um, well, we've got, we've got, uh, we've got inflation to talk about. I know we've talked about it. Uh, we got some new numbers today. We've got the, the CPI. Yeah, let's talk economic jargon. Everybody knows this, the CPI. So we got the CPI. We got inflation. We've got uh, President Costanza. Uh, we <laughs> wait till I get to that. Uh, we've got. Have they? They haven't taken the Senate vote on abortion yet, have they? No. Have you seen it? I haven't seen anything. No. They're they're that. I don't know what they do during the day. I guess they are busy going around raising money, begging for money from uh, for their next campaign. In any case. Uh, that's coming up today. I don't understand what Chuck Schumer's doing uh, because it's not going to pass. But he does these things where he puts them up so that and the things that are not going to pass. Uh, we got new record gas prices. No surprise there. Well, we had the um, primary yesterday in Nebraska and West Virginia. We'll get you up to speed on all of that. Uh, and the and the president is in Kankakee. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Kankakee, Illinois. It's a, a little town, what they say, 90 miles south of Chicago, heartland of Illinois. And so he's there um, with a bunch of, it's farm country. Yeah, it's a little town, but it's surrounded by, it's all farm country there in that part of Illinois. And And I was interested to see that uh, the White House put it's it's I don't know he's in some sort of um like a metal fabricated building of some kind and they got a bunch of farmers there and um, so they've got a backdrop they brought something with a big screen on it and they could hang a couple American flags and do that sort of stuff on it it, it but the t- so the the title uh, on the the electronic banner that they had behind him was lowering costs for American families. And who is against that? Who is against lowering costs for American families? What's the matter with you? If you're not for that, I mean, you've got to be a communist or something. The only problem, I'm looking at that and I'm going, and so the president spoke and he was speaking about... um, about spending money, 
Yeah, he's, he was talking all these programs. Oh, we got this program, and uh, it's got, well, why we have uh, got the Department of Agriculture has put two hundred and fifty million dollars into uh, increasing crop insurance. Uh, remember, he's talking to farmers. Uh, and, uh, well, we want to raise it. I, I propose raising that to five hundred million dollars. Uh, Joe has never seen a program that he doesn't want to spend more, and yet I could have swore that he is aware of the problem with inflation, and I could have swore that uh, he has no idea that it's caused by spending. In fact, he said yesterday, or was it the day before, this is, he was talking about inflation. He said, yeah, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't caused by spending. And he goes through, he's got, he's got the talking points down. Um, it's Vladimir Putin, it's the pandemic. Something else. Ah, Republicans, yeah, because Republicans want to raise your taxes, and um, so it's that's his that's his his stump speech. And he's he's been in government a long time, and that's what politicians do. They get stump speeches, and then they then they can do them without even a teleprompter. But he had a teleprompter. It was interesting because most almost all of the, his speech was on the teleprompter, and then at the very end, he got he he reverted back to uh, the old school politician and he he had the microphone and he walked away from where the uh, teleprompters were and he started shouting hey, we're America we we can do anything we want and he starts yelling about all that he's doing all these uh, uh, patriotic uh, drops that he's uh, going on about how America we're great we're this and uh, yeah he literally was going on about we've been through a lot of crisis we America doesn't ever fit I'd walk away from a crisis. We come out better. And he's shouting. But meantime, when he's on the prompter, uh, we have a $250 million crop insurance program. And uh, we're, are you still awake? Hello, wake up out there. He doesn't read the prompter well because um, he talks very quiet and very monotone. And like I said, for all you medical doctors out there, prescribe one of his speeches for your patients that can't sleep. So, um, yeah, no, he was talking about spending more on crop insurance, and they want to spend even more. And then he pushed um, ethanol, gasoline. <laughs> He's in corn country, for goodness sakes. What do you think? He, yeah, I mean, but he knows I I, the, I was watching him, and I thought, I don't think he believes what he's reading. I, I don't. I really don't believe he he. I don't believe he believes that it's uh, inflation is all Vladimir Putin and the Republicans and uh, the pandemic. But he he quietly read his script and then started yelling. Um. It's. I've heard this before, and I think we've had a few callers from the Midwest who have informed us about the fact uh, he was uh, relegated. He was talking about, I've heard him talk about this a couple of times. He said, there's only four companies, and they control half of the meat, pork, and poultry business in this country. And as a result... Uh, these companies are making massive profits. And so uh, we passed the American Rescue Plan uh, to uh, help out with uh, this whole uh, uh, problem and everything. 
No, the, the American Rescue Plan, sir, that, excuse me, sir, that was one of the problems, $1.9 trillion on top of the other multi-trillion dollar deals. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he acts like that, that's not the problem. He actually said that wasn't the problem. But I don't know about these uh, four meat packing plants or four meat packing companies. They handle pork, meat, and poultry. And so if it's true and they are anti-competitive, there are lots of laws on the books to uh, go after companies that do that, that become monopolies. They, they can break them up. We have lots of federal laws, and we've done it before. It wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last time. But if this is true, and I'm curious for those of you in the, in the food business, A, is it true that four companies control 50% of the market? Well, what about the other 50%? Who were they? President said, well, we're helping out the others, you know, to try to boost them. Well, also you're picking and uh, on uh, uh, winners and losers in the private sector. You want to help out the little companies. So, I mean, if there, if there is a monopoly situation, then I'm all for the Department of Justice to go in there and, and uh, file in court their complaint and do what you need to do, break them up or Whatever, whatever you think needs to be done, if it's true, and if you can prove it in a court of law. My point is, why, I've heard him talking about this now for a few months. Not often, but once in a while. And so if he's talking about it for a few months, what are they doing about it? Or is it like everything else that happens in the Biden administration, they don't do a darn thing? They're just a bunch of talkers. There's no doers. Nobody's a doer. Nobody's doing anything. I tell you, I'm going to sit here and complain about these four companies that control 50% of the market. Well, what are you doing about it? So I'm, yeah, he thinks the American Rescue Plan was helpful. Uh, he thinks these four companies, uh, well, I don't know what he thinks. He's, he's just griping about them. I don't know if he want. does he want to break them up? Are they hoarding the market? Do they control prices of meat and poultry and um, pork? We know ethanol gas is um, not good. You get less mileage for it. It's much more inefficient. Uh, but the corn states, what are you going to say? And he wants to spend more money. So the bottom line, though, is that the, the top billing behind him during this speech. You'll see it if you see a clip of it on television today. You will see that it says, lowering costs for American families. That was the title. That was the theme of the president's appearance today in Kankakee, Illinois. I have a real simple observation uh, which leads to a question do you believe that the government can lower costs for you and your family um i kind of do but it's kind of a backward way 
uh, they would lower the cost if they just got out of the way of these companies. They want to, they would lower the cost if they got rid of all the super heavy regulations that they've imposed on the oil and gas business. Uh, they would they would they would make a difference if they would just leave the private sector alone and let them compete. But we know that the president is his first worry is climate change, and he doesn't like he. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's something because he always talks about my grandfather told me Joey, or my father told me Joey. So he's, he's, they must have put in his ear. They must have trained him as a child that companies are bad, 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 bad companies. Because he seems to have a sore spot for companies and that they make profits. Um, and he has a, a war on uh, the fossil fuel industry. So, yeah, I guess lowering costs for American families would be, yeah, just get out of the way. Phone number, do you think they, the government can lower costs for American families? I don't think the way that he's talking about it, I don't think it's possible. We'll be right back. He's a stable genius. He's the smartest guy in the room. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Well, I got a nice email. Uh, you can get my email address by going to my website, TomSullivan.com. Um, I got a nice email from uh, these. Uh, it, it doesn't have the name. That the name of the Illinois town is pronounced Kankakee. Thank you. I knew I was screwing it up somehow. Kankakee, Illinois. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Speaking of email, so I get <clears throat> I get an email from my liberal buddy uh, Terry, uh, and and he says Joe's spending. He says, but but you forgot Trump's twenty five billion dollar handout to those same farmers because of his massive tariff screw up to buy votes after he put hundreds of farmers out of business. Do you still dislike his tariff tax on Americans? He never understood. Yes, I do. We had a great call yesterday though about this is. Uh, it would be counterproductive to take those off right now in the middle of a situation we're in with inflation. But yes, I do. I, I, I keep going. I don't like, I didn't like the tariffs then. I don't like them now. And Terry, I know you don't like President Trump. Uh, and I know that you um, maybe did not look this up, but it, I, he may have promised $25 billion, But according to the records, uh, the Department of Agriculture distributed $12 billion in financial aid to agricultural producers because they were affected by, who wrote this Wikipedia? Uh, they were affected by China's retaliatory tariffs. Well, yeah, China said they were going to buy all of these products, and they never did. They bought some, but they didn't get, they were supposed to buy a huge amount. They bought some. Uh, for their own good, but um, I don't know. There were direct payments to producers of corn, cotton, soybeans, sorghum, wheat, dairy, and certain meat products. 
you're talking about handouts. Let's go back to the banks were given, uh, well, they were promised $700 billion. TARP, remember that? That's why I say when you see a sign on the wall behind the president lowering costs for American families, no, they're not. I can't imagine they've, what do you think? Do you think they can lower the price of things that you need for you, for your family? I don't think so, other than get out of the way and let the private sector uh, do their thing. And they will find that sweet spot where they make money and, and they try to get you to buy their products by giving you the best prices. It's, it's a balancing act all the time. But that's what capitalism is. So, yeah, Terry, I, I mean, this has been going on. Uh, the government hands out money, and that's not that's not lowering costs for anybody. That's increased. Biden doesn't seem to connect the fact that government spending, that the money comes from someplace, and it comes from taxpayers, individuals, and businesses. So I I find it funny. All right, let's see. Uh, Rico also said, uh, uh, oh man, pronouncing this town is uh, Kankakee, Kankakee. I'm going to get this right one way there. Kankakee. All right, I'm, I'm going to get it. Um, Kevin Beauregard sends me a tweet. You can follow me on Twitter, the address at Sullivan Radio. And um, Kevin says, please, no more help from Biden. Every time he tries to help, things get worse. Send Biden to the basement the rest of his term, and let things work themselves out on their own. I'll even go with Steve Forbes. I got to get Steve Forbes on this program. We always hit it off. Nice man. Uh, He, I heard him espousing the other day that the Federal Reserve should stop trying to manipulate money supply. He said, the more they tinker with it, if you, if you just did not have the Federal Reserve tinkering with money supply and with interest rates, that the marketplace would find its own equilibrium and do it quicker than anything that they're doing at the Fed right now. So a lot of this is, you know, when a price gets too high, and you won't buy that product. You don't need the government to step in. You don't need the government to worry. How are they going to lower the cost for a, for, a, for a box of Wheaties? What are they going to do to lower the cost of a pair of shoes? What are they going to do to lower the cost of, of uh, gas at the pump? Well, I, like I said, one of the, my, my quickest answer is, is take your foot off the throat of American taxpayers. Connect and engage with Tom Sullivan on air, online, on demand. From New York City to the world, Tom Sullivan. 
Hi, world. Yep, so um, the government is there to help you. Well, wasn't it uh, Ronald Reagan that uh, made uh, some uh, funny little statement about that, about, uh, uh, you know, you're in trouble when the government, you know, somebody from the government knocks on your door and says, I'm here to help you. I mean, it is a joke. That's that's the, the part about it that is not funny. It is uh, actually a joke. So, by the way, for those of you um, in Las Vegas, you see where they're finding more bodies out in Lake Mead? <laughs> Los Angeles Times has a piece today about how the bodies that are being found in barrels now that Lake Mead has been dropping and dropping and dropping, and I don't know what, I mean, we're only, we're not even halfway through May. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do for water. The Colorado River can only do so much. That's where uh, Las Vegas, that's where uh, Los Angeles. A lot of people get their water off the Colorado River, but the Colorado River is way down. So they're finding it like meat is way, way down, and they're finding these barrels, and inside they look and they go, oh, look at that, there's a dead body in there. Then who knows how long they've been there, but they say that the LA Times is bringing two groups together that don't don't normally have much in common, mobs, mob historians, and climate scientists. So uh, paddleboarders are also finding another set of skeletal remains like me today. So, um, oh, I want to tell you, I want, I want to get into the water problem in the West. Uh, it, it uh, I know a lot of you don't live in the West, but it's, um, it's just about, about government and their mismanagement of just about everything. Why do we even have them? 855-295-6600. Tom in Florida. Hello, Tom. What's going on? Hey, hey Tom. How are you doing? Hey, what I was... I'm doing good. Your, this, oh, good. good. Um, I was mentioning your caller in the last segment. You said, what can the government do? The government, they can't do anything by ma- manipulating the interest rates. I, we, My company, we move fresh eggs, shelled eggs throughout the southeast United States butter, cheese, you know, uh, fluid milk. And what's affected most the price of the product that we're moving is the fuel that we're, that our carriers oh, are. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. It's just, it, is just, it is just getting passed on to us, and we, and we pass it on to our consumer, or our customers, who are then passing it on to the consumers. The easiest fix for this inflation, in my opinion, is just open up the U.S. energy, open, and when I mean not the reserves, but just let these guys uh, drill for oil, open the pipeline. Yes. There's no, I mean, it's, in my mind, it's that simple. Where we used to run a, um, a load from Georgia through any part of the southeast, it would cost us $1,800 a year ago. It's over $3,500, $3,600 for that same load. And that's coming to us. That's before our cost. So, Anyway, in my mind, it's that simple. Just like you mentioned with Steve um, uh, Forbes, the, the Federal Reserve needs to get out of it. The government needs to get out of it. Just yeah. let us sell our fuel in the country. And I, and I think it's yeah. that simple. And so I, I do, too. That's my two cents, they, they, but, but But here's the problem. The president said yesterday uh, that that – Spending is government spending is not the problem, and he said it with a sincere attitude, like he really believed that. 
and he also made another statement that uh, a vast majority of Americans look to the government to solve their problems. I got to tell you something. Uh, I, I get up in the morning. I don't think about the government doing anything for me. Nothing. Just you, well, leave me alone. Well, you, I, I think 50 percent of the population doesn't go to the government and think about it. You know what the government can do for them today. Unfortunately, I think there is another 50 percent of the population that says I can't make it without the government. In my Why life. did they think that way? Have they been trained? Have they been taught that? Or I because, think because there's I agree, listen, I, it's another fascinating thing. You own a business, it sounds like that that you're, it's your business. So, why is it that you decided you've got the same clock on on your wall that I have on my wall? It's got twenty. It's got twelve hours, and then it goes another twelve, and you start the next day. <laughs> what you do? Mm-hmm. Why is it that what you've done with with your time? has been different than the person who says, I need the government. I, I can't do it without the government. We all um, have the same opportunity. Yeah, I, we why do. are you... Certainly do. Why are you motivated to take a risk and, and, and own a business and other people are not? I, You're the minority, you know, you know I, that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> You know, I think I was fortunate in the sense when you asked me that question. My grandparents were immigrants, and, you know, they just knew how to work. And I think my father passed it out then on to me. You know, there was no— Thank you. There was no— Thank you. Okay. Thank well, you. I think that was the case. And when my grandparents came over, there was no food stamps availability or there was no health care availability. They came over— and they had to make it. There was no safety net in a sense. So I think I was fortunate through their hard work that I got that gene, the hard work gene. I don't know. <clears throat> you know, it's nature versus nurture. <clears throat> and I've told my story before, but uh, my mother is uh, uh, immigrant to this country from Canada. So there it's not go. like it's some, some third world part of the world. My father was conceived in Ireland, born in the U.S. So... He, did, he was kind of a half an immigrant, but I mean, the, they, they, they both um, showed me how they worked their tail off. They didn't make any, they made nothing, but they worked really hard. And I think that right. parental mentoring, don't have my, you don't have to say a thing. My parents never said, Tom, we need you to go to college. Never. They never said that. I just did it. Why? Why did you start your business? Why do people do? I think your the, your parents really have more of an influence on you than you ever want to admit. Looking back now, I will agree one hundred percent. Yes, I think so. And it's and it's the intact family is one of the best features the yeah. United States had had, and I say that with in past tense. Unfortunately, the intact family, that was one of the best assets, I should say. It's probably a better word that the United States had at some time in the past. I don't know. How we how, how did we put that back together again? How does that come back? Because it's that bad. We've crossed the Rubicon on that one. We're not <laughs> even close. Yeah, we have. That is 
unfortunately, I don't know. You know, I think with a leader, you know, I was listening to, a, you know, with Trump. I was a Trump supporter, and that may not make all your listeners happy. But I think he was trying to go back to a time where he recognized the family unit and just everything he did was I think he was getting us that way. And I think he was pushing us that way. And I think now because of him, um, the right or the conservatives, like what DeSantis did, they will start pushing back. They're they're no longer going to be quiet and just be stepped on. I think, I think Trump started the pushback in the sense that he's saying, no, we're, that's not how it, it's going to be anymore. This is, well, this is what we yeah. stand for. But you, but, but you, you know? know, the uh, Make America Great Again, uh, people on the left said, oh, he's trying to bring us back to days of slavery, and uh, it's going to be terrible. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think he was, he was thinking back to um, maybe the time when there was nuclear families in this country. Anyway, I got to hit a break, but... Uh, okay, well, thank you for your I'm time. I'm glad you're... Yeah, no, I thank you for yours. I think uh, you and I are of kindred spirit in many ways, so I appreciate the call, Tom. We'll be right back. I'll let you know, man. I, I love your show. You're, you're inspiring to me. So. Thank you. Thank you very much. Senate vote on what they want to do. Uh, I, I, I really do wonder what makes Chuck Schumer tick sometimes. Uh, besides just disagreeing with him on political policy, but he does weird stuff. And he's holding a vote today um, so that the Senate will vote on codifying Roe v. Wade, make it into a legislative piece and have it pass the Senate, pass the House, go to the president, he signs it, now becomes law. That still doesn't change what the hint was from the leaked draft memo about the fact that it's not a federal issue, it's for the states. It would be held, the Supreme Court would overturn whatever they're trying to pass in Congress. But he's trying to pass it, and he said... I want every senator to go on record as to what they're for or, for or against on abortion. Well, the reality of it is, since it's not a budget item, they have to get 60 votes. So they're having a vote now. It's kind of a loosey-goosey vote because nobody cares that it's not going anywhere. Uh, they're not going to get 60 votes to break the filibuster so that they can then put the bill to codify Roe v. Wade on the floor of the Senate. So the bill isn't on the floor, and it's not going to make it on the floor because they have to get through the filibuster first before they do that, and they don't have 60 votes to do that. And in addition to the 50 Republicans that will say no, you've got two Democrats that are also going to object to codifying Roe v. Wade, which is Joe Manchin, of course, and Bob Casey from Pennsylvania. 
So Bob Casey is a is a pro life Democrat. Uh, his father, when he was governor of Pennsylvania, I mean, there's a, a famous case uh, versus uh, Casey uh, involving abortion, and his father was against abortion. Uh, Bob Casey's against abortion. He's a sitting senator from Pennsylvania. So I don't know what what why is Schumer even going through this episode when there's not even a chance and you know where that this is going to get past first base. He's a weird guy. So according to Joe Biden, though, the government's going to lower your costs for your family. Why do they keep promising that yet it never happens? 855-295-6600. Chris in California. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Good. What do you got? Good. Well, so I, I got a couple dogs in the fight when it comes to um, water in California. Number one, I grew up in the Sierra Nevadas. My dad was an electrical systems operator for 35 years at PG&E. I'm currently an electrician. And what blows PG&E, my mind... PG&E, folks, hold, 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 that, that, hold, hold it, that's local lingo. That's PG&E is oh, uh, is the I biggest apologize. one of the one of the biggest one of the biggest utility companies. So that we want everybody else okay, to be in on okay. the conversation. Okay. All right. I'll so re- you got I'll so your dad that. worked for he worked for the utility company. The local, he said. Yeah, yeah. So he basically okay. turned water into electricity. And what blows me away is we're now having some of the greatest drought periods in California history, Las Vegas, and these other places, Arizona. Well, it's the whole- it's the and whole West. The West, yeah, the, yeah. All, all the Western Absolutely. states are hurting. Yeah. But we won't build reservoirs. We will nope. not do it. There's been three nope. in my lifetime that California has completely knocked down. They will not let them go. They've even started some of them. And the thing with the, the, the hydroelectric electricity, I don't know the name of the plant offhand, it's down towards Southern California, but what they've managed to do with it is during the day when there's a heavier load, they pump the water down to create and to compensate for that load. Then at oh. night, they shoot the water back up. I so have seen a, a story cycle. on that. No, this is fascinating. Yeah. I just learned about this recently, and I lived in California for a long time. I never heard of this place. I know. But it's like I, they I, have, I, I, they I have taken financial advice from you. Well, thank you. I, um, you know, when you see a, a a fountain somewhere, you know, some somebody's got a fountain in front of a government building or something. Well, it's it's a pool of water, and and it goes down and and it blows out the top, and you got a nice little fountain, and it goes back into the pool of water, and they it's just cycling the same water around and around and around. That's what this plant does. Absolutely. I don't know why they don't build more of them. That's basically a pool of water, well, and, the, and when 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 everybody yeah. needs power, they run it down the side of this mountain and catch it at the bottom yeah. of the yep. mountain, and then push it back up to the top again. And, send it right and it back creates up. electricity. Absolutely. And now we're facing. Some they should of the build. Most, uh, we're facing some of the deepest the, outages electrically too. They should build uh, 150 of those. I don't know. I, I <laughs> even if they built four I of think, them, it would be good. <laughs> I think I saw that on like 60 Minutes or something. It was. 
I've never heard of it before, and it was I thought that is genius. Um, yeah, because that way all the various because you've got you've got the environmentalist and you've got the the people in the fishing industry, you've got the uh, lake water lake recreation people. You got all you got all these people that are fighting with each other over the same water. But if yep. the same water would just go back up and be used again, and then down, spin the turbines, send it back up to the top again, I mean, you could do that all day long. And it's one of the most cleanest. It's it's the most cleanest and, and affordable way it, to produce electricity. There's no it's, way. All those people. There's no the people that want to boat. There would be there would be a lake at the top that they could go boating. You could put fish in there, and the yep. fishermen would be happy. The environmentalists would be yeah. happy. Everybody would be happy. Well, that's the problem out here in California, Tom. They're, the environmentalists aren't happy. They're more interested in saving a five-tailed tree frog than they are creating yeah, water. And the mandate coming down now from our governor is that we need to start reducing. They just came out with this. I'm sure you're aware of it in L.A. I think you even talked about it on your show. They want yeah, it. They're going to start cutter, cutting water days. They're going to start. So what you're doing is you're every year we're using less and less. But what's going on with California's population? It's exploding. Well, it's exploding. That is the part. That is the point that uh, they have not built um, any new dams or water storage uh, since the population was somewhere around 15 million people. It's now 40 million people. I think yeah. I think and about I just just Mother Earth and the fact that long before your ancestors showed up on the west coast of the United States, the clouds would come over the Pacific. The Pacific was there. Clouds would come over. They would drop yeah. rain, uh, and the, pe- the 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 handful of people that lived on the west coast got their water, and everybody was happy. But uh, the same clouds are not able to keep up with forty million people. They're just nope. not. So. No, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Chris, thank you. I got to hit a break, but um, yeah, I found that story fascinating. I'm glad you, you told me about it, reminded me of it. We'll be right back, folks. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 